You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. The people wanted the king, and God said, all right, I got one for you. He presents Saul to him. Everybody said about Saul. And he has Samuel to anoint Saul to be the first king. So he had God's anointing. He was God's chosen one. 1 Samuel 13, verse 13. And Samuel said to Saul, this is after Saul just messing up, being disobedient, disrespecting God, not obeying God's commandments, not fulfilling the requirements that God gave to him. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. Boy, you act like a fool. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. Look at the next part. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. God would have let you stay on the throne and your descendants stay on the throne forever. Verse 14 starts with the word what? But. What does but mean? Never mind. Forget that. This is what God would have done, but you messed it up. But now your kingdom shall not continue. God wanted your kingdom to continue. God wanted that blessing to remain on your family. God wanted y'all to continue to prosper and go from go, go to higher and higher and higher heights, but you messed it up. Now your kingdom will, shall not continue. And the Lord has sought himself a man after his own heart. You are about to be replaced. And the Lord has commanded him, the person who, he's, who he has chosen, who didn't even know he was the next in line to be chosen, which, which was David. God commanded him to be captain over his people because you have not kept the commandment of the Lord. Look, somebody say, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. I want to encourage y'all, that's how I'm going to close this message today. Don't mess it up. The good things that God's doing in your life, the trajectory that he's putting on your life. And, and, and know, know, what I, know what I see, know what I've watched happen over the years? Listen to me, parents. You're not bringing your children to church just because your children need God. You need God. Pastor Chandler is going over the Bible way to preach over there this morning. But he can tell you, if Pastor Wayne here as youth pastor could tell you, we've watched people over the years, they bring their children to our youth ministry because they think their youth need to be in church. And as soon as the kids go off to college, they're gone. The parents are gone because they were here because they thought their kids needed the Lord. Y'all need the Lord. Southern, you all. Y'all need, we all need the Lord. And so what happens is, now they don't live lives consistent with what we taught them in youth ministry, in children's ministry. And now you expect your children automatically are going to be on the right track. Can I tell you, y'all heard my testimony, the family I came out, and I don't mean any harm, but I'm the exception. Y'all know this is not how it usually happens, okay? 
Y'all heard uh, my family, all, you know, drugs and everybody having ba making babies and having babies as teenagers and nobody finished in high school and I'm the one who did out of five kids. That was the exception. The exception was God had his hands on my life and I recognized it real early, my God. And sometimes I go back and thinking about it. When I got ready to go off, my spiritual mother, mother, baby, she would remind me there's a calling on your life. There's a call. When I didn't understand, there's a calling on my life. When I got ready to hang around with different people, she said to me, there's a calling. I said, doggone, I wish there wasn't a calling on my life. But she made me conscious there's a calling on my life. She told me when I was a teenager, I, I, some of it was a little overbearing. You know, all the kids, we riding in church van, and we just cutting up, and we laughing. And, then, and she would tell me, you're up there laughing with the rest of those kids, huh? There's a calling on your life. My kids laugh. And know what she would tell me? She would tell me, see, you can't laugh with them and then get up and preach and think they're going to listen to you. She was trying to teach me how to be sanctified. Not just in clothing, but telling me you can't do what everybody does and expect them to hear you and respect you. Okay, if she was here today, she said, you can't be showing all your behind on Facebook and on Instagram and then trying to lead us in worship. Oh, let, let me tell you also, I've been waiting for Pastor Mark to tell you, we talked about the home machine, I ain't heard it say nothing publicly. All you Christian women, stop showing your behinds. Stop that, where y'all get that from? from? Who told you that was okay for Christian women to be doing that? And got titles, ministers and evangelists. Stop it. What is wrong with y'all? How we start, how we ever start doing that? Because nobody told y'all. I'm the one. It has fallen my lot. Tell y'all, stop showing your behind. There's a calling on your life. You've been calling to represent Jesus, not your behind. Now you can tell him, Pastor Marcia. Sometimes sister, I said, I, I said, she said, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say. No, say something. And the rest of you women, stop liking it. Y'all need to understand how this works. The more likes people get on their phone, oh, this is, let, let me put more like this. Stop putting hearts on everything. We need, we need, a, we need a new emoji for the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Certain photos we need to see, we need to see the blood. We need the blood emoji. Is that somebody come up with a blood emoji? Oh Jesus! So as a result of that, I mean, Mother Betty, she she calls me and I'm saying, "There's a call of God in your life." So it made me conscious. It made me conscious that no matter what other people are doing, God has a plan for my life, and don't mess up the call. Don't mess up the call. Okay. She was so concerned when I met Pastor Marshall. Pastor Marshall was going to mess up the call on my life. Pastor Marshall had to prove herself. 
I said, no. I said, honey, I, said, birth, I brought her to church one time, and she, she received the Lord. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. I said, no, no and, and I mean, immediately, Marcia became, you know, she, she started become, pursuing to become the woman she is now. And she started, went hard after God. I said, no, that's on birthday. She really loved the Lord. I mean, she's in the scriptures. She's really in, she's into the words. She's, mm-hmm, she into you. So Pastor Marcia had to prove she was worthy of me. And she proved it. Give Pastor Marcia a hand. <laughs> Woo! I gotta have to talk about that one when I go home. <laughs> Baby, I was just playing. I'm just playing, just, just to get the reaction from the crowd, just so they can laugh. Comic relief. I wasn't serious. Look, somebody said, don't mess it up. The first thing, don't mess it up. Walk in the fear of the Lord. To walk in the fear of the Lord means to live a life and govern your behavior with care, reverence, and respect for God. If you want good things that God's doing in your life to continue, walk in the fear of the Lord. I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care how, how casual and carnal everybody's becoming. Live your life and govern your behavior with care, reverence, and respect for God. Psalm 31, 19, it says, How great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. When we fear God, there is more goodness left in reserve for you. It's laid up for you. God got some blessings waiting for you as you continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. God does not want you to lack any good thing. Proverbs 8.13, New Living Translation says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. He said, therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. To fear the Lord, watch this, is to love what God loves and hates what God hates. Notice I did not say love who God loves and hate who God hates. I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about things, okay? He says, so to fear the Lord is to, is to love what he loves and hate what he hates. And one of the things he, God hates is, is pride and arrogance. Secondly, don't mess it up. If you don't want to mess it up, walk uprightly. Fear the Lord. Second and ten, walk uprightly. Good things are promised to those who walk uprightly. That means do right. Certain things you, come on. Uh, again, I say, ask mother, I say, anything wrong with such and such? She said, you got to ask the question, you already know. Well, what's wrong with, if you got to ask the question, you already know. I had a whole lot of questions, so I guess I'm. Psalms 84 and 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Read the last part with me. No good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. First time I heard I think part of it in the early 80s, they had that integrity music. They used to play the, and that was a song. The Lord God is a sun, the Lord God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold. To them who walk uprightly, there's some things that God has in reserve for you, but yet he still requires you to walk uprightly. He's not going to bless you anyhow. Joshua 23. This is what Joshua, after he led them over at, into the promised land, after he's defeated enemies, Joshua warns them. 
He said, God's giving you good land. God's blessed you. God's increased you. God's giving you new territory. God has fulfilled his word. But look at this. He says, and behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what people do. They die. He said, and you know in all your hearts and in your souls that not one thing hath fell of all the good things with God, which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. He said, God has fulfilled your word. He said, all are come to pass unto you, and not one thing has failed. He said, God's been good to you. So look what he keeps saying. Therefore, it shall come to pass that all, as all good things are come upon you, which the Lord your God promised, so shall the Lord bring evil upon you of all evil things until he has destroyed you from off the good land which the Lord your God has given you. He says, don't mess it up. God, watch it. God didn't give you this land to have you lose it. God didn't give you this house to have you lose it. Listen to me, people, especially men. God didn't give you this family to have you lose it. God didn't give you this level of living to have you lose it. He said, verse 16, how can you lose it? When you transgress, when you transgress against the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and you've gone and served other gods, bow yourself to them, then shall the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and you shall perish quickly from off the good land which he's given you. He said, God gave you some good stuff. He wants you to keep it. Look, somebody said, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Real quick, three script, these scripts, three script is here, same translate, three different translations, Jeremiah 5.25. He says, your, your iniquities have turned away these things. Your sins have withholding good things from you. It's not that I'm not good. I want to bless you. He said, but it's your iniquities that's causing those blessings to be blocked in your life. You can block God's blessings. That verse of Amplified said, it said, your iniquities have turned these blessings away. And your sins have kept good harvest from you. God wants to give you good harvest. But your Iniquities can keep them from you. New Living Translation says, the last part about it, the last part of it said, your sin has robbed you of all these good things. So don't let folks just tell you it does not matter. No, you can, now, you can still go to heaven. You can still go to heaven and not enjoy all the good things that God has for you here on earth. I want my cake here, and then I can have the icing and the cherry there. In other words, there's some things God wants to bless me with right here. And yes, my living before him, my honoring him, my putting him first, my making him a priority, my seeking him first can determine whether I enjoy all those good things that he's laid up for me. Then the last thing I want to tell you, if you wanna, don't want to mess up the good thing, watch your mouth. Look, somebody say, watch your mouth. I, 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 even when I say that, I get trauma. Because my mother used to say that after she slapped me. Um, that sounds like a warning, right? It's supposed to be a, a warning, but she would say it after she smacked me. I would say something, she'd go, watch your mouth. Now, won't you tell me, watch your mouth first, then I can duck. Sometimes, y'all, we got to watch our mouths. And this is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, Psalms 10, uh, wait, wait, wait. Proverbs 18 20, 18, 20. A man's mouth shall be satisfied from what? The fruit of his mouth. 
So I'm going to have what I say, good or bad. From the produce of his lips, he's going to be, be filled. Well, nothing ever goes good in my life because you keep saying that. I never have anything because you keep saying that. Every time something good happens to me, two things bad happen to me, and you keep on saying that. I can never hold on to any money, and you keep on saying that. I seem like I'm sick all the time, and you keep on saying that, and one day you ain't going to be saying, be able to say it anymore. 1 Peter 3, 10, 11. For he who would have life and see good days. How many of us want to have a good life and have good days? We all want that. He tells us how to have it. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. I got to watch what I say. If I want God's best for my life, I got to watch what I say. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and let him and keep and his lips from speaking deceit. Watch your mouth. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So I want you, expect God to satisfy you with good things. That's what uh, Psalm 103 says. He said he satisfies our mouth with good things. God wants you to be satisfied. And remember what I told you about, about being satisfied? Satisfied is based upon your personality and your preferences. What satisfies one person doesn't satisfy somebody else. So God wants to satisfy you with good things. So if you walk in the fear of the Lord, if you're living by the word, if you're watching by your mouth, my final point for real, even, even if it looks like things are going bad, even if it looks like things are not going well, you need to expect, you have a right to expect God to turn things around for you. But you got to continue to have some good things, faith. You got to keep expecting good things to happen. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how dark it looks. I expect any day now. Oh, my God. God is going to show himself strong. God is going to fulfill his word. So you got to stay in faith and expect good things to show up in your life. Look, somebody say it's about to show up. It's about to show up. It's about to show up. And you got to have an assurance about it. You got to know that God can't lie. You got to know that the devil can't out-strategize out God. You got to know that the right hand of God is stronger than anything the devil throws against you. And you got to know, as Romans 8:28 says, that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. I don't know how it's going to work out. I know it may look like I'm at the bottom now. I know it may look like that the devil is winning. I know it may look like I can't get up from here. I know it may look like it's over. I know it may look like my best days are behind me, but the devil is a liar. I know some kind of way God knows how to mix this thing into my life. God's got a, God's got a, God, God, God has a, a pot cooking with all the stuff I've been through and he puts the bad in there and he puts the tragedy in there and he puts the trauma in there and he puts the negative things in there and he puts my tears in there and he puts my disappointments in there and he puts my cries in there and some kind of way God stirs it up and makes it come out good. Look at somebody say it's all going to be good. Hallelujah!
Hallelujah. I'm still expecting good things. I don't care who's in the White House. I expect good things. I don't care what family I came out of. I expect good things. I don't care what they say about me. I expect good things. I had a repossession, but I expect good things. I had a foreclosure, but I expect good things. I went through a divorce, but I expect good things. I had a miscarriage, but I expect good things. I got fired from my job, but I expect good things. My business failed, but I expect good things. God is a good God. God is a good God. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in faith and keep expecting good things. Romans 8, 18 from the message translation said that's why we can be sure. Romans 8, 28 message translation that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Somebody shout every detail. We know there's details we don't want anybody to know about. There's some details we're ashamed of. There's some details because of some bad decisions. But God's got a way to take every detail and work it out for my good. So I'm telling you that though you've been disappointed, my God, God told me to tell you that God is in the details. People say the devil's in the details. But you got to know that God is in the details. God is in the details of my life. And he knows the way I take. And when he's tried me, I shall come forth. I shall come forth as you go. Though so you've been disappointed, Proverbs 13 and 12 says, hope deferred make the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. God told me to tell somebody, your desire is coming. Your desire is coming. Your desire is coming. I don't know what you desire, but God told me to end this message and tell your desire it's on its way. And the devil can't stop it. And the devil can't block it. Your desire it's on the way. That verse from the New Living Translation said, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life for somebody over here. God told me to tell you, He's about to fulfill your dream. He's about to fulfill your dream. He's about to fulfill your dream. Because a dream coming the multitude of business you've been working you've been praying but your dream is about to come one other translation from that says Proverbs 13 and 12 says the message translation unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick but a sudden good break But a sudden good break can turn your life around. Help me, Holy Ghost. God told me to tell you, expect a sudden good break. I know it took a long time, but expect a sudden good break. I know the devil said you can't have it. Somebody told you to give up on it. 
but expect a sudden good break. I find two people tell us you're gonna get a sudden good break. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! A sudden good break is gonna turn your life around. Expect a sudden good break. Isaiah 48 3 says, and suddenly I did them, and they came to pass. Hallelujah. God said, I will hasten my word to perform it. God can suddenly turn things around in your life. You were sick, and suddenly you were healed. You were in poverty, and suddenly you got more than enough. God told me to tell you, expect a sudden good break. I'm trying to quit, y'all. But God told me to tell you, it can happen in the morning, or it can happen in the night. It can happen in the morning, or it can happen in the night. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I don't care what you're going through tonight. It can change in the morning. Just stay alive to the morning. Just keep believing for the morning. It can happen in the morning, and it can happen at night. Paul and Silas got locked up, and when folks thought they should be depressed, the Bible says that in Acts 16th chapter, that they, as they were praying at midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying and they were singing. They were praying and they were singing. They were praying and they were singing. I put that together, praying and singing, they were praising. I don't care what you're going through. Keep on praising. Keep on praising. Keep on praising. And at midnight, at midnight, at the darkest time of the day, there was a shaking. There was a rumbling. There was a shaking. There was a rumbling. I hear a shaking. I hear a rumbling. It's midnight in somebody's life, but at midnight in the midst of the earthquake, there was a suddenly, suddenly, there's an earthquake and the foundation of the prison was shaking. And then immediately, oh my God, after the suddenly, there's gonna be an immediately. After the suddenly, there's gonna be immediately. Suddenly, there's an earthquake, and immediately the doors were open. Immediately, the doors were open. I know the devil trying to keep you out, but the doors are about to open. I know you think you don't know anybody, but the doors are about to open. There's going to be a suddenly, and there's going to be an immediately. Expect a suddenly, expect an immediately, a sudden good break, an immediate door open, because God is a good God. He's gonna do good things in your life for you and you and you and for your children and 
for your grandchildren because you fear the Lord, because you praise God, because you don't give in, because you won't give up, because you keep on praising. Suddenly, 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 and immediately, suddenly, and immediately, suddenly, and immediately, your healing will break forth suddenly, and immediately, you won't be able to do something you won't be able to do before. Suddenly, Spirit of poverty is broken off your life and immediately money coming. I believe to see. I believe to see. I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You're a liar, devil. God got good things in store for me. Oh, he's involved in every detail of my life. The things I haven't told anybody else about. The things I want to forget about. The things I may even be ashamed of. God is involved in every detail of my life. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.